summer's not here long, so seize the sizzle with Walmart. Find all your faves such as Oscar Mayer hot dogs, Kraft singles, and Heinz ketchup. This time of year is all about living easy and sizzling good food. Whether you're cooking for two or for a houseful, grilling outside makes mealtime simple, delicious, and fun. When the coals are hot, be grill ready with all the best ingredients from Walmart. Imagine, if you will, a place where the macabre and humor flow amicably. A place where UFOs land and monsters are real. A place where you say to yourself, I want to believe. I want to believe. Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slavic. I'm Kyle Sawyer. And I think it's safe to say that we are both excited for today's episode. One of our favorite fringe cryptids. What do we have today, Kyle? We are talking about the Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about the X-Men character. No, we're not. (laughs) That was very intense. Yes. As always, quick reminder about our format. Uh, we release everything at once. Netflix, blah, blah, blah. Also, all of our uh, social media and email will be listed listed in the show notes. So, fuck all that shit. Also, before we move on to the Nightcrawler, I wanted to discuss a couple of books that Llewellyn Worldwide Publishing has released. They are my current publisher, and they know I do a podcast, so I offered to talk about some of their books. <laughs> 110 years is a long time, making Llewellyn one of the oldest book publishers in America. In the 1990s, Llewellyn created and launched an online bookstore and began selling titles over the internet, well before anyone knew the name Jeff Bezos of Amazon.com fame. Five years ago, we launched two new imprints, Midnight Ink for Adult Mystery Fiction and Flux for Young Adult Fiction. In just over five years, these fledgling imprints have garnered countless accolades, a host of national awards, and one title on the New York Times bestseller list. For the past 10 years, we have partnered with art publisher Los Garabeo, and we are proud to be the exclusive North American distributor of Los Garabeo tarot decks and products. After several years of planning and work, we launched our new website in 2009, which includes several new features, including blogs and the ability to browse inside many of our books. For the past several years, we have maintained a presence on Facebook, where we have almost 70,000 fans, and on Twitter, where we are nearing 10,000 followers. We love, love, love communicating with our readers, our authors, and our fans. We have hundreds of eBooks from all of our imprints available in several formats, including the Kindle, Nook, Kobo, Sony, and Apple. The future of what we still call a book is richer in potential than ever before, and progressive book publishers like ourselves will serve the needs and interests of more people than ever before. Today, Llewellyn has its home in a beautiful and progressive community, and today Llewellyn is poised for new growth and new success, founded on service to true believers in a better tomorrow. One is called Paranormal Parasites by Nick Redfern, and the other is Souls on Earth by Dr. Linda Backman. From Llewellyn.com, Nick Redfern is the author of more than 30 books on UFOs, Bigfoot, and cryptozoology, including Nessie, Shapeshifters, and Chupacabra Road Trip. 
He has also appeared on more than 70 television shows, including the Sci-Fi Channel's Proof Positive, the History Channel's Ancient Aliens, nice. and MSNBC's Countdown with Keith Olbermann. He was on Olbermann? Oh. Yeah. Visit him online at www.nickredfernfordian.blogspot.com. Now, about the book. So He covers the gamut here in regards to paranormal entities that seem to suck all the good fortune out of people and cause misfortune to anyone that comes into contact with them. This includes the black-eyed kids, or BEKs, our personally terrifying creatures. Oh, I love the BEKs. Uh, We're going to have an episode on them soon. Yeah. Uh, tulpas, mm. shadow people, the MIB, men in black, of course. And on and on. Uh, Nick discusses encounter after encounter and shares insights into why these entities might be haunting us. I do want to let the book speak for itself, but know that this is a haunting read and highly recommended. Nice. I'm glad you liked it, man. Yeah. All right. So the next book, Souls on Earth, Dr. Larry Dossie had this to say about Linda Backman's book. It would be naive to suppose that intelligent life exists only on Earth. Dr. Linda Backman's groundbreaking book offers credible evidence of evolved interplanetary souls incarnate in human bodies. Souls on Earth presents a critical understanding of the gifts and challenges of such advanced beings. Well, that is certainly interesting, yeah? Yeah, definitely a, uh, an interesting theory of what, what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And really, man, this book is a fascinating twist on the reincarnation phenomena. But what Backman writes about is that these reincarnated souls are from different planets and that those souls come to Earth to help us. Kind of similar to the uh, contactee movement where experiencers talk about how loving their alien cohorts are. cohorts are. Anyways, incredible stories abound in this book and I definitely recommend it. Yeah, excellent. Uh, those are both uh, available through Llewellyn? Llewellyn.com. Search for them by name. All right, great. Well, are we ready to uh, talk about the Nightcrawler? So, Bill, tell me about your case today. Well, this particular video has been making the rounds at some of the paranormal conferences, and it's gotten really popular. This was recorded in Fresno in 2007. Let me cue it up because I think it speaks for itself. Hey. a creature coming what? from the top left of the screen. I, I don't know what it is, but it's not like any of the other cryptoids or Bigfoot or anything else we've seen before. Look, you can almost see the little legs at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see its shadow as well. It's very long. Notice that it has a, a head. I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, me neither. It's, 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 really, it's weird. I don't know what, what else to call it. Now, what's this one coming in here? What's he doing? Anatomically speaking, I've never seen anything that looks like either of these figures before. No, I've never seen anything like it. Where was it walking toward? I don't know where it was walking towards, but, you know, in response to what you're saying, too, I forwarded a copy of this clip to Animal Control in Fresno. They have never seen anything like this, and nothing else has been reported like it in the area. The reason why he set up the camera is because there were dogs barking in the area, and so he thought maybe there was burglars or prowlers coming through. So he put a surveillance camera up. When he woke up, he saw it on his camera, rewound the VHS VCR, and taped it right off the screen. Now, unfortunately, these like surveillance VCRs will re-record over themselves. So what was recorded on the camcorder is the only footage that exists. The gentleman who recorded it is now reaching out to the paranormal community for help. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Okay. So there was some controversy surrounding when the creature was first captured on video. Some websites state that it occurred in the 90s, while others say 2008. I guess regardless of the time frame though, all accounts point to the same footage that was taken one night. The story goes that a man and his family suddenly began hearing their dogs bark wildly at night. Upon investigating as to what had gotten them so excited, the man found nothing out of the ordinary. This went on nightly, so he decided to mount a closed-circuit security camera on top of his garage, and it overlooked his front lawn. That night, the dogs went wild again. He came outside, saw nothing, and decided to check the security camera footage. They caught something quite odd. The website, HorrorGalore.com, reports that the family went over the footage. They were not only shocked at what they saw, they were scared. Mm. They had no idea what this creature was, so they decided to call the police. The police were no help, as they were just as confused. Goddamn popo. <laughs> it was not long after the footage was taken that the local news station got a hold of the story and did a report on these strange-looking creatures. The footage got worldwide attention. It went viral on all the paranormal and UFO-style news channels. They called this Fresno alien the Nightcrawler, and the name stuck. This footage caught so much attention that even sci-fi's popular show Fact or Faked did a segment on this strange and unusual creature. The show tried numerous different ways to recreate the creature and its odd movements, and they just couldn't match it. So in this case, they called it a fact. Okay, so we'll put the footage and pictures into the show notes or, or links to them, uh, but I want to try and describe this figure the, that the man caught. The best way I think I can describe it is as one of those old school clothespins. Not the ones where they have the metal piece in the middle, but the old ones that were all wood. It was a notched piece of wood with a rounded head on top. It would kind of look like a pair of legs with the crotch sitting just under the head. I know, sounds crazy so make sure to check the footage and uh, I'll add a picture of one of those old uh, uh, clothespins uh, to the show notes but Kyle anything to add to the description yeah I mean some um, some people have pointed out it almost looks like they're wearing like almost like a big pair of pants it, it, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're kind of strange looking they've yeah, uh, like these weird white hammer pants or something yeah, <laughs> you know yeah they, they've got uh, got some like almost like cloth looking but at the same time, it almost looks like it's part of them as it well. It totally looks organic. Dude. Yeah, like it's, it, weird. it's very strange. It's a very strange thing, um, and that's part of why this has become one of like my favorite like recent cryptid things. So. Absolutely. More footage of these creatures were captured in 2011. This time from Yosemite National Park. It was reported the park rangers were trying to capture vandals on camera, and instead came up with the series footage again that will be posted in the show notes so you can see it for yourself um now there have been some native american connections to these night crawlers as evident in some stone sculptures that were reported by david weatherly who famously researched the black-eyed kids um, on his blog two crows paranormal.blogspot.com and he states adding to the mystery of the case a puzzling series of photos have surfaced uh, the pictures show statues carved in wood that closely resemble the Nightcrawlers. As nothing involving this case is simple, the origin of the photo's subjects cannot be determined. The pictures surfaced from the source in Florida who claimed that they were merely passed on to him by a woman in New Jersey. A report aired on TV in Mexico displaying the original footage from Fresno, California, and also showed the series of photographs. 
The story further states that the creatures were related to Native American legends and had been living in the area since before human beings. Now, while the photos could have been taken in New Jersey or Florida, all signs seem to point to them having been taken in California. It's further claimed that the series of statues are located near a Department of Motor Vehicles office. Uh, if this is the case, then surely a large number of people have seen those statues. Those pictures will also be in the show notes. Wow, so David Weatherly had quite a bit to say about these these photos, but Kyle, let's check out these pictures, man. What do you think? That, uh... That's, dude, that's just a, a wooden version of the Nightcrawler. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, it really is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it looks very odd and like got the two legs all like basically just a pair of legs going up to like a head almost. Yeah. Um, and if you scroll down, look at the second one. It yeah. kind of has like a totem pole like feel to it, mm -hmm. which obviously has a, a Native American aesthetic to it. Mm -hmm. But again, all you're seeing is the one head with again a crotch that really comes up to 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 the head and it's just these legs. Yeah, it's very very odd and like they have um, like a couple pictures here with like multiple of them mm. like it's uh which i mean in the video in like the second video mm -hmm. they're the one from yosemite you actually saw more than one of them that's right you saw two and even the way these legs look in these i don't know what you call them carvings maybe mm -hmm. um their legs kind of move in this way they kind of look a little floppy the, the way that they walk is very odd. Yeah. And, and it's interesting that there are these sculptures that exist. Yeah, it is very strange. And I mean, like, obviously it's hard to determine, like, their origin, like mm. exactly where they came from, how long they've been there, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. But it also, like, seems odd that... Because, um, I mean, as you can see in the footage, like, there's not, like a discernible face that you can tell from the videos. Right, right. But these definitely have a face attached to this odd-looking body, which um, you which, think which says to me, like, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it seems to me like they might be the same thing, but it might be something completely different. I, I don't know. It's uh, do you it's think, hard to say. Do you think these, these carvings or whatever could maybe be the true representation of, of, of what they look like and, and what we're seeing in this footage is a suit light thing that we're seeing. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure about that um, at all, but uh, uh, it definitely adds another layer to the mystery of the Nightcrawler. It certainly answers no questions. <laughs> that's, that's true. As often, uh, yes. as often things seem to, uh, to be with uh, this sort of thing, uh, we end up with more questions than answers. Yeah. Um, Very frustrating. It, it, it is, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I find that uh, asking questions makes for a more interesting life. Absolutely, man. Well, well put. And I think we're going to leave it right on that note. Uh, this has been episode three of the I Want to Believe podcast. Till next time. Until next time. Mute my phone. <laughs>
<laughs> so I don't run into that again. All right, you want to give me some testy testy there? Just a second, I gotta take a drink of water. What the willy? I don't know if that's what it's called. Wet the old whistle. Wet the whistle. Yes. <laughs> you don't wet the willy. <laughs> well, you can. Well, you can. <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna get episode three. I thought you were already doing that. Sorry. I had to find the email, and now I'm opening it up. I'm sorry I took two seconds to take a fucking sip of water and mute my phone. Uh, <laughs> this is why people do solo podcasts. I think so. So we don't have to deal with your shit. <laughs> so we got some testing going on. Test, 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 test. You sound beautiful, kid. Thank you. You sound gorgeous. Oh, I see you have me... Uh, what would do have? What the what the who's? Son of a bitch! <laughs> I'm just vaping. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna wait for you to. Vape. I'm sorry. <laughs>